Quest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. This episode was produced by Cavi Productions. Hello, and welcome back to The Conquest of Bliss. I am here, very excited to be here with PK Langley. She just recently started a show. Um, Before I tell you more about how awesome she is, though, how are you today, PK? I'm doing great, and thank you for having me on. I am super happy to be here. No problem. I'm super excited, too. Um, We have a lot of mutuals who have talked you up a lot to me, and I recently got to watch one of your shows, which was incredible. Um, So... She does this incredible mixture of, of spirituality and like, I, I mean, I don't know if psychology is the right word, but this just incredible thing where she's able to read people in a way that I have not seen before. So do you want to touch a little bit about what I'm describing? Because you can probably describe it much better than me. Um, I, do, I do sessions with people and, and basically just uh, tap into them and I'm able to kind of tap in to the eternal, as I call it, and pull information uh, that is important or pertinent to that person. So it ends up being pretty fun and it's, interesting. It's incredible to watch, especially do you do you always use the drawing technique? Yeah, yeah. I sketch while I'm doing that. I, I just sketch and draw and doodle and it kind of helps me to focus That's- while I'm doing it. That makes sense to me. I've always been a doodler in school and stuff. It's the only way I could focus on school. So it makes sense to me that uh, that that's a an efficient way to bring it in. So how did you how did you discover this uh, skill, talent, gift? I don't know. This is the wild thing. Like in the in the church when I was a pastor many 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 years ago, uh, I was prophetic mm-hmm. and uh, pretty sharp and. Uh, when I left and I deconstructed, I kind of left all that behind. And then something really wild happened this past uh, summer. And it seems to have awakened that gift in me. And I was sitting there next to my wife after having like one, one seltzer. <laughs> that's, it, that's all it takes for me. And I said, you need to record this. And I started talking about some things that were otherworldly. And I realized that something had awakened in me. And so uh, I started talking to a friend and it kind of snowballed from there. I started telling them about things that were going on inside of them and areas that they needed healing in. And one thing led to another and boom. And that's so incredible because on top of the um, ability to uh, to see it, I guess, is probably the, the best way to phrase it. I mean, it's so it's so hard to phrase these these uh, otherworldly things. But um, on top of being able to see it, you also seem to have a talent for reaching in and helping people to find that healing, to find the way to healing. And that's, uh, to me, that's that's the most incredible thing because healing is one of those things that we, we don't always know how to start. No. And a lot of people have blockages, some that they're not even aware of. Um, And I can tap into those areas and sometimes awaken things that people don't see. So I kind of feel called to set people on their path when they've been diverted. Oh, that's that's so beautiful. And I keep getting goosebumps, um, which always happens when I talk about this kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) Sorry? 
No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You're going to ask me something. I was, I was, <laughs> I was going to ask. So you had this, this moment where you realized that that was accessible to you. What did the journey of, I, actually, I guess I should, shouldn't make assumptions. I would guess that that would be something that you would need to wrestle with. Um, you know, is this what I think it is? Where is this coming from? Is it safe? Et cetera, et cetera. So what did, what did the, the moments after sort of look like for you? And how did you come to a place of reconciliation? You nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, when you start seeing this kind of thing, your brain tells you all kinds of stuff. <laughs> like I am losing it. Uh, please don't think I'm not, I'm talking to my wife and, and I'm saying, Oh my God, just listen to me. Just listen. I, I'm not crazy. Please tell me I'm not crazy. <laughs> and, uh, not only that, but just the nature of some of the things that I was writing um, mirrored uh, Edgar Cayce, uh, who lived and died uh, long before I was born and had a gift and uh, would talk about things like the Akashic Records, this uh, file drawer system that was out there that had all the knowledge that ever was that he could go into and pull out. And, and it's like an ethereal knowledge base. Yeah, yeah, that's that's out there. Like the minute you poke into eternity, you have access to all the knowledge that ever was, apparently. And and Edgar did that uh, and would do readings for people and helped heal a lot of people during his lifetime. And there's actually a place in Virginia that uh, is still there, like a foundation uh, based on his work. And and you are you near Virginia? No, I'm down in Florida. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think to ask those kinds of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, for me, I started uh, uh, talking about things like that. And so it was just coming from that that Christian fundamentalism background. My my brain was going, You're, you've lost it now. You have lost it now. You know, what are you going to do? And not just that, but the fear of all of a sudden you're telling people uh, about maladies that you're seeing in their body. What do you do with that? What if you're wrong? What if you yeah. tell somebody something and they and they get hurt? So there's this massive responsibility, a weight of responsibility that fell on me. Um and not just that, but after deconstructing and being a pastor and feeling like you were leading everybody in a wrong direction, mm -hmm. it comes back uh, full circle because now I'm going, oh, God, <laughs> what if I'm in another place of authority and I tell people to go in a wrong direction again? So, yeah, that that self-doubt that comes. Oh, man, I I relate to that so hard. I feel like the the hardest thing like it, it it's hard when you realize that you're you struggle with trusting other people it's extremely hard when you realize that you don't trust your own self um and and learning to build that trust up again i find is is incredibly difficult um but there was something that you said that i found really interesting and and i would love your thoughts on it um so you were talking about leaving the fundamental fundamental fundamentalist church and about how your gifts at the time were seen as, as prophecy. And now that you've separated yourself, you're, you're questioning, you know, is this, is this okay? Is it of God? That kind of thing. And, yeah. and a while ago, I remember I was like an epiphany because I kind of, um, 
I, I consider myself to be intuitive. And I've had a lot of moments that were very freaky in similar ways where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, and, and I felt that fear, which is why I kind of um, assumed <laughs> that you would have as well. And, and anyways, the epiphany that I had was that there's really no difference between psychic and prophet um, except for who, not even necessarily who you believe that you serve, but who other people believe that you serve is really the only difference in those two words. Um, in my experience, do you agree with that? I, I do. I do. I, I did a, a black and white series of photographs and I used a lot of children uh, in, these, in these photographs uh, to convey messages that I thought were important to get out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, one of them had a little baby on there and it, and it said, I said to God, what if I call you by the wrong name? And God said, it happens all the time. And I was trying to convey that very thing that it doesn't matter if you're Buddhist, if you're Muslim, if you're whatever, you're all reaching for the same conscious being out there. You're, you're all reaching for the source, mm-hmm. every single one of you. And just because you call him by a different name. And, and that epiphany really rang true for me when my father died and we were all sitting around a campfire and all five of his children were telling stories that, that told of a very different human being. All of us knew him differently. Yes. And all of us had different nicknames for him. So how different is that from someone who is sitting around a campfire and you've got a Muslim and a Jew and a Buddhist and the Seventh-day Adventist and a, and, and a and, Christian scientist all talking about God. But, and I, I would say that, in my opinion, I guess, it even goes further to, to polytheistic or atheistic religions, where <clears throat> if you're looking at atheistic religions, people say the universe. Yes. What's the universe if not God? Or polytheistic religions where like, you know, we all recognize that there's different facets of ourselves and different facets of humans. I don't understand why people have such a hard time believing that some people could think that it's many gods, but other people could think it's one God with many facets, right? I think Absolutely. that it extends to the whole. And I think there's so much division caused by the name that we use um, when really we're, I think most of us, are trying to serve the same purpose and and that is to find and bring love in the world in in you know constructive ways <laughs> what a bright and beautiful young lady you are oh, thank you <laughs> um so I like that <laughs> so once you once you were through that um you said that it was a, a very interesting journey to, you know from when that discovery happened to now um what do you think, like, one of the things that's always interesting to me with guests is the tools that we use to get by, the tools that we use to learn to understand and to build our, you know, worlds with. Um, what uh, what tools did you find were most functional in, in helping you? Because really you're talking about an entire paradigm shift. You know, you're seeing the world as one color or say black and white and suddenly it's colorful and there's a lot going on and it can be overstimulating and all sorts of stuff. And and I think that's why a lot of people are afraid of these types of paradigm shifts. So like what were some of the tools along the way that really, really helped you with that? 
One of the things that we learn in becoming a therapist are ways to change people, mm -hmm. uh, recognizing, acknowledging, and changing behavior takes people that are highly motivated. Mm -hmm. And in doing this, in, in following this flow, I have had to encounter a lot of, of blockades to past beliefs, past constructs, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And what has always propelled me forward is love. Love has always propelled me forward. And it has come in different forms, in the form of support, uh, in people telling me that they love me and, and what I'm doing is validating and it's important. Like when I was terrified to talk to the dead that has crossed over and people that were Christians that were close to me that were afraid for me were telling me, don't talk to the dead because that's not good. That's a boo-boo. You shouldn't go there. You know, just use your gift to do this and heal people. And, uh, and then I get a young man named Thomas that comes on and he says, I need to talk to my dad. And I say, but I was told not to do this. And he goes, oh, that's okay. All right, all right. And I, and he's going to give me a pass, but I can feel his heart pull to talk to his dad. Yeah. And I can't let it go, man. I've got to do it. Because there's this young man that's desperate to reach out and touch his father. And his father comes from the other side and goes, and gives him a one for the giver speech that is out of this universe. And, and he just feels so good afterwards that it validates me, mm -hmm. not just him, not just him that his dad is with him and has never left his side, but me to keep going when I wanted to put it down because I was saying, I'm not, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. And then when I did another one, when it was so strong and it was so powerful that I felt like I was channeling somebody's loved one. And literally I'm, it was like that person was in the room and I'm going like this, you know, um, I felt like I was losing my mind after that episode. I thought I was losing my mind. I was going to go crazy. I thought, well, great. I'm going to end up in a loony bin. I'm going to, I'm going to be schizophrenic. I'm going to have something going on. And right after that, uh, again, I was validated. I was encouraged by people not to stop, to, to keep going. You're a baby in this. You're just learning. It's okay. You just need to learn how to ground yourself afterward because mm -hmm. the church just opened you. To, they they taught you to open, but they didn't teach you to close. They didn't teach you to protect yourself. They didn't teach you all of those other rites and rituals that are a part of other cultures that have come through thousands of years of evolution. That is that is such a good point. You just spoke to something that I have never really even, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so really quick story time. Sorry to um, do it. Do when, it. When I was young, so I was part of the church as well, which I'm sure you can imagine just because the circles we know one another through. Um, so when I was, I was in the church, um, there was multiple times where I was, for lack of a better term, I'm going to say attacked. Um, by malicious, what felt like malicious spirits, um, compressing my chest and stuff like that. And and that was a big part of the reason that I closed uh, the door to spirituality in general. Like I tried to be atheist. I did not succeed, but I tried really hard to be atheist. And, and I turned away from the church. Um, I was 14 at the time and 
I think about it all the time still, you know, I still have dreams about it. And and you're right. It's like, you know, they teach you to be open and to flow. But how do you protect yourself? You know, I mean, I remember the advice being given was just say in Jesus name and they'll go away. That never did anything that it, I'm not trying to be a jerk or say that that's not effective for some people, but it never did anything for me. And so I felt so raw and vulnerable, like a nerve sitting there naked um, and, and I believed for the longest time that spirituality was to be incredibly vulnerable and have no protection or shut it down altogether. Like I didn't realize there was an ebb and flow there. Mm. And, uh, that just, that's as soon as good. you said that, I was like, <laughs> wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, it went even further because now I'm trying to define the new me. I used to be a pastor. I was a senior pastor and now what am I now? What what's happening now? Now I'm I'm able to reach over into the drawer of eternity and pull out information on people. Now I'm getting things called distinctions and I'm able to see what purpose you came into this life with. And I'm telling people, this is your distinction. This is your distinction. This is your distinction. I'm I'm helping people heal. And I'm dead on. I'm not guessing. I'm dead yeah. on. So something powerful is happening in my life. And I'm going, what am I? Am I a psychic? Oh, you can't be a psychic. That's negative, man. That's it. You can't <laughs> be psychic. Psychics are bad. Psychics are bad. Well, my spiritualist? Well, that's just people that talk to the dead. You can't be a spiritualist. <laughs> Spiritualists are not good either. So, about, I mean, we. What about conduit? I'm telling you, we went through all these different names and there was all kinds of discussion because it, and people were trying to tell me what to do and who to be. And I'm wrestling yeah. with all this stuff. And and um, so my little uh, niece recently got COVID. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, 17 years, 17 years old and ends up in the hospital with uh, multiple organs, inflammation, all this stuff, you know. And uh, I'm doing this stuff and I am in between who I was and who I'm becoming. And mm -hmm. I know that I, I know that healing is right on the cusp of what I'm doing. I know it's there, but there's something more coming mm -hmm. and I don't understand it yet. And I'm trying to reach for it, but I feel frustrated and helpless because my baby niece is in the hospital. You don't have time to wait. Yeah. You know, and then my brother gets tagged with it and I am like up to here. And in, in the recent days, I had been looking at shamans because I'm like, well, maybe a shaman can help me. Maybe I, I mean, maybe they can help me figure this out. What's going mm -hmm. on with me? I am seeing this stuff because it's incredible. Because what happened to me was in the midst of me wanting to quit, I, I had a spider appeared to me like a great big spider. I do not like spiders. Oh. A spider appears in my house and they die with prejudice. You know, <laughs> I mean, there are signs, little miniature signs outside of my house. Spider beware, come in, you die. It's, 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 it's a thing. So, cause they move fast and they scare me and I don't like spiders. Never. Fair. That's pretty Fair. common. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Okay. So uh, a spider appears to me like in the middle of the night, I'm sleep, half sleep, half awake. And I see this big tarantula thing and it's not scary at all. 
is just looking at me. And it's the weirdest thing. I, I don't know what in the world is going on. I'm like, you know, I, I wrestle with that. Am I losing my gourd? You know, what's going mm-hmm. on? And um, I'd been studying and, and reading about spirit animals and, and okay, things yeah. like that. That makes sense. And, and she just looks at me. And there's just a sense of peace. <laughs> and this is right after I said I'm quitting SPK because I thought I was losing my, I, I really, my wife intuitively held me, but it took me two and a half days to recuperate from SPK 20. Okay. Two and a half days. I was not myself because I went so deep and so far that it was hard to come back. It feels like you are one with the eternal consciousness and then you have to come back to being a singular person. And it's a very difficult transition when you Mm -hmm. don't know what you're doing and you don't know how to do it. Yeah, and And like you'd have to like tether yourself somehow. Well, you tether to go out there. When you connect to a person, you tether. And then you you go out. And I call it the coupling. This is what I called it. I called it the coupling, trying to come back. You're trying to couple back with yourself. And that's mm-hmm. what I called it. So I'm coming up with these words to try to describe what's happening to me. But there was like a, an old show that was called The Greatest American Hero. Okay. And this guy got these powers of flight, but he was so goofy. He was always like, whenever you go up in the air, he's like flying and he's all goofy and he's running into buildings and bushes (laughs) and stuff, you know, because he was just terrible. That's how I felt in this, (laughs) you know, coming back to myself. I'm just like splat, you know. So this spider is looking at me and I woke up the next morning and I was processing that. And I said, "Uh, let me look this up, spirit guide. You know, <laughs> check it out. And uh, the spider represents uh, just patience, the incredible patience to spin a web and just wait, just wait. And I sat there and those words penetrated my being. And I said, oh, my God, my first impulse when something happens like this is to kill it. You know, ask PK 20 that experience happened to me and I went, that's it, I quit. I'm not doing this anymore, I'm gonna lose my mind, I'm gonna go crazy, I'm gonna be a psych ward. And she was communicating to me, wait, be patient. We're making a web, just wait. And that's what I got from that. That's incredible. I love that story, especially especially because you're afraid of spiders and and the irony, like I feel like the whatever the universe, God, whoever, however people want to define it, is one of the funniest beings on the planet as far as like little jokes and tricks that you just catch. <laughs> Isn't it something? I mean, I you know, I feel like I'm talking your ear off and I and oh, I no. wanted to, you know, honor you, but but this is such a fascinating journey for me. I feel like chronicling everything. I'm trying to write blogs and I'm trying to write little notes because I feel like these kind of journeys are so important to the human condition and, and what is happening with us because they're footprints for the next person. That's exactly what I was just thinking. You were talking about, I can't remember the name, Edgar, um, the fellow from before, and how, you know, being able to review his notes reassured you that, hey, this is a true experience and it's not unique um, to me alone. 
And, and I think that right. that is important. Um, that's a big part of the reason that I want to do the podcast is chronicling mine and other people's journeys toward happiness because there's just not that much information out there unless it's like a big book where it's one person telling you this is the recipe. But that's not the recipe for everyone. So you know? true. So. so true. I mean, all of our journeys, to me, every human being is a spice and there's only one you. Oh, I like that. In the entire universe. So without your spice, we we lose that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, imagine the, the soup of the universe missing your spice. It, it would taste differently. Yes. So. Well, <clears throat> And that's, that's such a beautiful analogy. <laughs> um, I really, I really like that. And I think, I think about that often too. Sorry, this is a little off topic. I kind of weaving no, in ahead. and out of topic, but, um, but like, it makes me think about, you know, uh, when I view the world and one of the things that really helps me to maintain a, a generally positive disposition is I really do believe that like the whole everything happens for a reason thing. And I know a lot of people don't like it and they feel that it's dismissive and stuff like that. But like, I think that you're so right to the point where like, we don't even need, like, we don't even need to taste the spice of someone to experience that person and that effect, you know, because like, for example, like my boyfriend, he's got brothers that I've never met, but those brothers and all the people that affected them affected the way that he was raised, which inevitably inf affects our relationship today right and and sorry I was just <laughs> kind of trailing yeah. off but that's no it's beautiful that. we're we're all interconnected mm -hmm. and and the the reality is is that DNA are, are the strands of the spirit that interconnect us can you can you explain a little bit further what you mean <laughs> Um, it sounds so good, but I'm not sure I understand. I want to make sure I do. Okay. We can trace DNA back to the roots of mankind. Absolutely. Yeah. And if we were to do that, it would be a, a ginormous tree. Mm -hmm. And every human being would be connected to it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like the genome. So, yeah. So in looking at that, take the physical out of that and just look at it from a spiritual standpoint. It is that strand that connects all of us is, is the DNA. It's, it's a spiritual strand that connects all of us. We are all interconnected. I, I love that. And, and it's so, it's so true. Like it's, it's, it's cool that it's true on a spiritual level and a physical level. Like it's cool to me that, like the people can hear that and assume it's metaphorical or they can, you know, under, or yeah, metaphorical. That's the right word. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, I feel like you can also, like, oh, I love, oh. <laughs> I get too many thoughts in my head at once and then I get all discombobulated. Um, <laughs> I keep, I keep focusing on, on this area of your of your head like ever since we started oh yeah it gets very tense it's funny I said okay quick side note the other thing wasn't super important it was just going to be me rambling about how much I love metaphors um so I was meditating this morning it's interesting you say that because for whatever reason I, I kept getting stuck when I was doing my body scan I kept getting stuck right here and yeah. I couldn't um the same place for anyone that can't, because I don't do video. Um, the same place that she's talking about is what I'm talking about. And I kept getting stuck right there, and I, I couldn't figure out how to relax it or even tell if it was relaxed. Um, 
So it's, it's cool that you say that. So do me a favor and put the palm of your hand right over that area. Put the palm of your hand right over that area and close your eyes just for a moment. Okay. okay. Just for a moment. Just for a moment. I'm going to open that area up from blockage for you. I'm just going to work on it just for a second. Just like a, like a flower, just see it open, just like a flower, that area. Mm-hmm. There. You're easy. You're easy. Okay, you can let that go. Let that go. Thank you. I'm out of curiosity. What kind of flower were you picturing? Because I was picturing a pink, like almost like a carnation, yes. lots of little things, and it was unfurling. Yes. Blooming. Beautiful. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a darker, darker pink. Yeah, like magenta almost. Like, yes. Like that yes. dark, that's deep. What, that's what I was seeing. Yes. Oh, that's so yes. cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. It's not. All right. What? Oh, I was just, I, I looked at the time and then read it wrong because I should be wearing my glasses and I'm not. Um, <laughs> and was Are like, we okay? Oh. Yeah, we're still good. I just panicked okay. because my vision's not great. Um, it, okay. Not the worst. But. So, so if, if I could go a little bit further on this with you. Yeah. I would like to, I, I would like to share like where, where we're at now with the journey. Yes. Is it okay? Yes, please do. Everyone loves a good story. I do. I love a good um, story. So I get the call that my brother's being raced to the hospital mm -hmm. with uh, COVID complica complications, and they think he might have pneumonia. This is my baby brother, man. This is this. And, is, and the father of your niece that also has COVID. Yes. Oh my yes. goodness. Okay. And and mom is at the hospital with her. So my brother was home alone. So uh, they're up in Michigan. I'm down in Florida. I'm big sis, man. This is my baby brother. Yeah. I'm losing it, man. So uh, I had been studying about shaman, shamans and shamans, shamans. And <laughs> I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm questioning, what am I? What is going on? You know? And the more I looked into it, the more I went, oh my goodness, everything about me is like a shaman. <laughs> everything about me is like a shaman what if i'm a shaman i'm seeing spirit animals oh my god i started thinking about it all my life i've had spirit animals all my life i don't know if you've ever retraced your steps and and recreated things or hindsight 2020 however you want to say it i used to think god would send me rabbits to tell me <laughs> i was on the right path I used to, there you go, it, it's going to click in you. Uh, I used to look at hawks, and I, I was obsessed with hawks for a time. I have always been obsessed with turtles, and they marked my my healing journey, uh, you know, with, with my obsession with healing. So there's always been spirit animals around me my whole life. Okay, tell me what you're going to tell me. Just that I also, the rabbit thing, I've never met someone else who said that. I also th thought God was sending me specific messages to tell me I'm on the right path with rabbits running in front of my car. <laughs> that is so wild. It that is. is so that's wild. so weird. <laughs> I love it. 
So, so I decide I am going to do this. I am going to, I am going to check this out and see if I can meet my spirit animals because I find out that they are apparently connected with you to heal. Okay. And I'm like, my brother needs help. That's my baby brother and he needs help. And the healer in me, everybody who is a healer has like a compassion fount. Mm-hmm. And you, get, you, you read it in the Bible when you hear that uh, Jesus was moved with compassion. Mm-hmm. There is always a connection with compassion with people that are healers. So I'm moved, man. That's my brother. And I'm like, I he needs my help, man. And I'm like, if this is what I need, I need to connect with spirit guides and blah, 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 you know? So I like find this... Uh, shamanic thing on youtube that is a uh, meditative um what do you call it they lead like you a frequency in, meditation well no they lead you in a in a meditation it's a oh a guided a, meditation yes it's it. <laughs> and and they're going to take you in to meet your spirit guides okay and and i'm like this is it this is it this is what i'm looking for and and it just connects it just connects so i put in the headphones and i'm going the religious part of me kicks in and I'm terrified and I'm not kidding you. My heart was, was going a hundred miles a minute because I'm terrified and those old voices in there, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose your mind. You're going to go too far because somewhere along the line, somebody told me if I played with that out of body experience stuff way back in the eighties, that I was going to get too far out and I was going to go crazy or something. Mm -hmm. And it's stuck. It's stuck in there. So I'm laying there and the drums are going and I'm, I'm spiritually imagining, now they say, bring your request with you into this forest. I'm carrying the spirit body of my brother. I've got my baby brother and I'm walking into this woods and I've got a request of my spirit guide. So motherfucker, you better get out here. Yeah. I got something to say. And you said I could cuss. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got my baby brother in my hands, which is really hard to do because he's six, four, but in, in, in this little spirit world thing, this is doable. Yeah. So, so I got him and I'm terrified and my heart's going and I went, I am not stopping because everything in me wanted to pull the headphones out of my ear and run out and, and just quit and not yeah. do this because something was screaming inside of me and there was a war going on to fight whatever it was that was trying to prevent me from doing this and moving forward. And I shouted out loud, I am not quitting. I am going in for him. I'm coming for him. I am doing this for him. And all of a sudden white war paint comes across my face. This is so cool. You can't make this stuff up. I swear to God, you can't make this stuff up. So don't think I'm kookaloo. I don't. (laughs) And I'm walking and they say, visualize this huge tree with moss covered in this woods, you know. So calm and you're not feeling calm at all. (laughs) No, man, I'm on this. I'm like, bro, I'm coming with my brother. And uh, and I come up and and I know I can't go inside this tree with my brother. I instinctively know where I'm going. I can't take him. So I lay him down and I walk into this tree and they start talking about descending steps. They haven't even gotten to the part where they're telling you that you're going to meet your spirit guide. And I see this huge white owl. This gorgeous white owl is right there meeting me. And I'm like, what? You're beautiful, you know? And I'm like, 
is this supposed to be happening? <laughs> because we're just descending. We're, we haven't even crossed over the Akashic Veil and into the, <laughs> the, the other world where you meet this. I have crossed over apparently, and I haven't even gone down the stairs. But this is because I've been doing what I've been doing. I think I'm accustomed to crossing over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, were you getting emotional when I was when I was telling that? Uh, yes, um, <laughs> I was definitely. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So I I walked in there and I ended up. He he was like, you'll see this other forest, and you know you may meet your spirit guide there. You know, and and he's giving you time and. I, I didn't meet the spirit. I see animals everywhere, everywhere. And I feel like I could connect to a lot of different animals. And I felt like for the first time in my life, this was the Garden of Eden. Oh. This is what it was. This is what we were we were created for. This and kind of turned communion. away from. Yeah. This is it right here in this moment. I mean, we sit there and watch it on the Chronicles of Narnia and think it's so cool. Beavers are talking. Isn't that awesome? You know, because innately somewhere inside of us, we're going, the beavers should be talking. We made Smokey the bear. We, we, you know, hey, Yogi, you know, I mean, we do all these things because it's innately in us that we're supposed to be communicating with these spirits yeah so so what ended up happening did did he recover so so, well i i went in there i ended up uh talking to an otter who told me i really needed to worry a whole lot less and have a lot more fun and um and that's what he represents is just playfulness yeah yeah and uh a couple other things but the owl uh, led me to a pond, and I and I got water from there, and I brought it up to my brother and gave him drink. So here's the wild thing: when that happened, I knew everything was going to be okay. So, unbeknownst to me, and I didn't know this, he was taken by ambulance. Um, after he got there, they said no pneumonia. Um, then they said we are just going to do a plasma infusion and he'll probably be released home. Oh, that's interesting. How wild is that? <laughs> that that feels very um symmetrical. Yes. Yes, <laughs> parallel. Yes. Yeah. So, um it 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 was very uh very different and uh, you know right after that like i they said that after you do that you may have like dreams and i had a uh kind of a waking dream the next morning where a grizzly bear came and said he would be my protector and he i i wrapped myself up in him and and just laid there and fell back asleep and on a grizzly bear (laughs) but you can you can sense when you're safe Yes. But, but for the first time in a long time, I, you know, I feel safe. And in the same way, when I do the channeling and I feel uh, that oneness and I'm not afraid, and that's, that's something that has happened that did not happen for me in religion. In religion, I was always afraid. I was afraid to die. I was afraid of a lot of things. Me too. And, and tapping into this, uh, this oneness 
I am no longer afraid to die. I'm not afraid of, of anything like that now. Um, I just have such an understanding of, of our connectedness. I think that I have a deeper love, a deeper abiding love mm-hmm. than I've ever had. And I'm learning, but I feel like a baby. I really do. I feel like I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm embarked on a new journey. And, and that's pretty wild being over 50. Over oh, you. You look very youthful. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, I I also maybe um, I'm 31, but I I also feel like uh, I feel like it's constantly I feel like a baby. Like I've been on some version of my my journey for a long time, and and yet I always feel like I'm fresh and new, and I don't know what I'm doing, and I just have to trust. Um, which is kind of a kind of a wild thing. I wonder if it ever goes away. I, I see like a, a, a distinction on you with, with knowledge. There's something to do with knowledge and uh, it's, a, it's a keeper. That's the distinction that I hear with you. It's, it's called a keeper. So it's almost like a, a, a keeper of records or a keeper of knowledge. And that's, so you'll, you'll always be drawn to knowledge because of that. That's so interesting you say that because someone, I can't remember who it was now, um, they said, if I could call you one thing, it would be an archivist. Um, you know, someone who collects information and disperse, dispenses it. And I was like, yeah. Oh. And, it, and it's a value because those are like, um, those are, those are the, histori- the historians that guard the, the past. Those are the people that, that, that give the past its validity or make sure that the past is treasured. Because they have such a, a a love for that knowledge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I certainly, yes, I cer- certainly love knowledge. I'm a, I'm especially like uh, like knowledge of uh, of humans, you know, like human behavior, human science, the spirit. Like, I also love animals, but like I have such a deep interest in like language, which I'm sure you can understand how that's connected to all humans and and. Uh, uh, psychology, like group psychology, individual psychology. Uh, I love learning about the brain, all of that stuff. And and then I love to share it. You know, I don't like to keep it all boxed in. I love to share it. And how does this knowledge actually apply? You know, how is this relevant? Is it relevant? Oh, yeah, it's relevant way over here in this way that you wouldn't think. Um, and it's, it's cool. <laughs> that is cool. Oh, I'm that so, is cool. I've had so much fun. Um, so before uh, before we play a game, though, um, we just had this amazing conversation about what you do. So can you please share a little bit about how people can find you so that they can, you know, maybe share in your journey with you or? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, the website is ask, ask-pk.com. And you can find me uh, on Facebook at PK Langley. And okay. that'll do. <laughs> and on Spotify or or Apple or any of that, it would be Ask PK. Same yep. with YouTube. Yep. You can find me there and there. The Ask PK episodes are up on the YouTube. And uh, do you think it's better for people to view you on YouTube so they can see the drawings? Or do you think the audio really does it justice? Um... I really like the drawings and it's finally gotten to the point on the 20th episode that we're really getting those uh, in sync. 
because we had so so much technical difficulty that it, it's finally getting there. So I think now we're finally at that place where that where it's it's good. So the, um, uh, the one way, I would watched be right. was that the twentieth episode, the one you yeah. said. Oh, yeah, it was so good. Ah, oh, I just loved it. Um, so quickly, have you ever been to Australia? No. Perfect. <laughs> You're gonna guess yeah. slang from Australia. <laughs> I uh, once again disclaimer as I always do. Um, I am not from Australia. I've never been to Australia. So if this is totally off, it's ielts.com. Blame them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you know what a brawly is? A brawly. A brawly. Uh, sounds like a vehicle. It's an umbrella. An umbrella. Okay. <laughs> um, what about what is what is or are? Oh, maybe that's a bad one because I'm not sure if it should be plural or not. <laughs> it's it was going to be Dax. Dax. Sounds like a hat. It's a uh, trousers, pants, but right oh. topic, right right theme. <laughs> Um, we'll do three more. Uh, flat out. Flat out. Flat out. Uh, I'm thinking that would mean that you're right. You know, that's what I would think too, but it's really busy. So I guess you'd say like, I've been flat out all week, man. I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't I've been know. flat out. Flat out all week. <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, Hard yakka. Hard yakka. Oh my gosh. I was gonna say something funny. <laughs> like it's a it's a contrary wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's hard work, so maybe. <laughs> I mean closer closer to right than I would have thought. <laughs> and then the last one we will do is snag just because i feel like it's weird nag snag yeah oh my gosh uh well a a snag is when you when you uh catch something in the in the river um and you and you can't get it out so i don't know what it would be in australian slang uh let's it's a tooth it's uh it's a sausage (laughs) A sausage. <laughs> I'm going in for a snag. Yeah, I saw that and I thought that doesn't sound true, so I'm gonna pick it. Um, let's let's shag a snag. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, before we go, is there anything you'd like to add or any parting? I I just want to say, Kara. Uh, what a delight it has been to be on your show. And I want to thank you so much for inviting me on the Conquest of Bliss. Thank you so much for coming on. I, uh, I've been looking forward to this. For those not in the know, um, we have both been busy. So it took a long time to get this happening. And and I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to it. It's a great way to start my weekend. Um, so I'm also grateful. And to my audience, I love you. Bye. Thank you.